0: Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week 11 preview. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how are you doing after a uh, very rare Eagles loss last week that we haven't had a chance to chat about? No,
1: we're not. No, it was coming. Out. Better to get it out of the way now before anyone uh, gets too excited. You know what <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> It was a terrible, terrible performance, though, all around.
0: Yeah, it wasn't good. It did feel like with most 17-0 sort of aims, similar to the Chiefs like three years ago, um, the the first losses of the game you should never lose I just feel like that's what always kills it you never lose to like the best team like whoever you're going to play whether that's the Cowboys you won't lose that game it'll be to some awful team and it ended up being uh, Taylor Heineke the king of the QB Neil yeah for sure <laughs> uh, but yeah it was a good week we didn't get a chance to do a pod we were both, uh, both too busy this week so um, we'll talk about all the stuff that happens this week on Monday. Um, let's talk about last night's game first before we preview the weekend. Um, Packers versus the Titans. Uh, Titans win 27-17. Um, you were surprised when I sent you this, but um, Titans were actually underdogs as well from a betting perspective in the game, which is, I think, a little bit crazy, but they were pretty banged up. Uh, Derek Henry, I think, mate, is a firm reason. I know Tannehill's line looks pretty good, 22-27, 3 2 TDs and a one interception, but I think Henry... His reception for me was the best. He had two receptions for 45 yards, 28 carries, which is nuts, in the snow uh, for 87 yards. And I think this was uh, a very typical Titans performance for me.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, all of that. I wasn't sure. I, I think this is one of my uh, favourite Thursday night games coming into this season because it felt like it had a lot on the line, especially for the Packers. Yeah, who now at, you know four and seven, uh, three and seven or whatever? They've completely finished. The but yeah, it was a typical Titans performance, and, and Traylon Burks kind of came out to play, didn't he?
0: He had, my
1: massive,
0: he's... he had a massive reception on the first drive, didn't he? And um, yeah, Muggins over here bet him to have under three and a half receptions, and he finishes with seven receptions, 111 yards. So he's uh, <laughs> wrong. I think even Robert Wood, yeah, Robert Woods had nearly 70 yards as well. So I think. Overall, I don't know if this says more about the Packers' defence, though. That's kind of my worry. that this.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were so soft all night just playing. When you're corner, when you have good corners and you're playing, going up against not the greatest receiving corps in the world, it's kind yeah. of madness just to play zone all night, isn't it? But yeah. that's who the Packers are at
0: this point. Yeah, they don't let um, Jair, who hasn't had the best season, to be fair, but they don't let Jair play press man at all, do they? And that's kind of what he's known for, I think, over the last three years. I think Quay Walker looked pretty good. He had two nice stops, on one on third down, one on fourth down. But aside from him, I was thinking, this defence, again, we've talked about it all year. On paper, some of the best names in the league. Probably the best or second-best defence in the league on paper. But on the field, I don't know if it's the DC or if it's the, just the way the players are playing now. But, yeah, they're too soft, aren't they? Soft against the run and just in coverage, not even against good receive, not okay, not good receivers, but they're not facing Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams, are they? And they're giving up 190 yards between Traylon Burks and Robert Woods.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Robert Woods, he's not been able to get over 10 yards sometimes in the past <laughs> no. month. So it's, yeah, but that's it for the Packers now. That's the nail in the coffin of the
0: season, surely now, four and seven. Four and seven, pretty tough schedule. Um, they probably have to go undefeated, I'd say, would you? Maybe lose one to get in the yeah, playoffs? That's absolutely not happening, is it, going undefeated? Uh, I just don't think so, no. Um, <laughs> we talk about him quite a lot on this pod, but he's, I reckon he's probably the name we've said the most since we've started because of the two off-season dramas. But uh, Aaron Rodgers' comments as well, did you see about, he mentioned the wind and the wobblers, and I was thinking, I like,
1: did, yeah. <laughs> I was
0: thinking, Aaron, come on, you play outside at Lambo. How many times do they play in the winter and they win? And he uses a comment like, oh, it's so hard to play in Lambo, but we're like a back myself." At, like, kind of words of that ilk. And then last night he loses the game and he's like, "Yeah, the wind." I threw a couple of wobblers. I'm like, "Oh, Aaron, come on." Um, yeah, we'll see. I think it maybe could be his last season there, but we'll talk about that probably for about ten weeks straight in the off season. <laughs> so we don't need to do that today. But good win from the Titans. Uh, also keeps their hopes alive of the one seed, you know, because their schedule's not as hard as... uh, The Ravens have got an easy schedule, but Chiefs and Bills have got some hard games left. The Titans have got some good games left. So um, they'll be hoping. If they do the one seed two years in a row, I think we're going to have to, like, become a Titans podcast. That has to be the rule.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, definitely in with a shout, aren't they, for the one seed. It feels like maybe the least... Likeliest team out of the yeah you know Chiefs maybe Ravens but it's still there they're very good they're excellent divisional record
0: their next two games are Bengals Eagles though which is fun
1: Ooh, yeah that's going to decide kind of their seeding isn't
0: it yeah yeah and the Eagles we'll talk about later but they've decided to add every three hundred pound man in the world to try and stop the run which I appreciate uh, that's what I do on Madden just add everyone who's three hundred pounds <laughs> to try and stop the run so that's what the Eagles are doing um, speaking of the Eagles though, the first game on our slate. So, Eagles at Colts on Sunday. Um, Eagles are favoured on the road against the fight in Saturdays at uh, six and a half points. It was seven and a half, down to six and a half now. So, people obviously betting the Colts. Um, you've added Linval Joseph, and who's massive, by the way. I saw a photo of him. I don't know how big he was. Uh, and Dominic Sue as well, who's more of an edge rusher, I guess, but can, he's known for stopping the run, isn't he, now in his, his older age. Do you think either of those two play in this game? Obviously, you're going to place a team that want to run the ball a lot, or do you think this is going to be too soon for those two guys?
1: Um, maybe one of them, maybe not Sue, see the field, but yeah, the Eagles, without Jordan Davis, the run defense was absolutely (laughs) porous on Monday night, so that needs to be shored up for kind of the the playoff run, but yeah, this is a strange game, really, because Jonathan Taylor was absolutely immense last week versus the Raiders, and Matt Ryan did. Did a solid job, didn't he? Really? I mean, yeah. we're not even going to mention his forty-something <laughs> run. <laughs> That's the slowest
0: but, run I've ever seen. But I love it.
1: That has to be one of the most embarrassing plays of the season for the defense there in <laughs> Vegas because that was just awful. But yeah, for me, this is a big spread. I'm going to go straight off the bat, and I'm going to go Colts on the spread just because I think it's a big spread. The Eagles coming off a loss. And the Colts have a weapon to exploit the Eagles' massive weakness because I don't see any of the two new guys' massive contributions this week. So it mm. could be more of the same.
0: I'd like the Eagles to win the game, but what's on for us? Field goal win. I can't remember who your field goal kicker is. It's still Jake Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, field goal from Elliott, maybe. But yeah, I'm with you. If I've written down on our sheet. I've already filled in. I've gone Colts. Colts plus six and a half. If it was seven and a half on Thursday, I took seven and a half on another podcast because I think touchdowns a lot. I think six and a half. I could see the Eagles winning by that for sure, but I still think more times than not Taylor will do enough. And I think yeah, the Eagles will probably win, but it'll be it'll be less than the, less than a touchdown. I only realised that Brian Robinson had 26 carries against the Eagles last week, yeah.
1: um,
0: and I, I don't know if you felt like this watching the game, but it felt like it was whoever ran, it was like right three yards on first down there be four yards on second down, and then four yards again on third down. It would be like 11 yards every single time. There's no real big runs. It was kind of all like three, 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 and it just killed the clock a bit. And I think Jonathan Taylor's obviously a little bit more of a home run here, isn't he? But I think the Colts will look at that and be like, right, we're just going to play the exact same way that the, the commanders did. Run the ball loads, and then every now and then play action bomb. And obviously... Harris Campbell is a bit better with Matt Ryan, and um, Alec Pierce is a bit of a demon down the field, isn't he? So I think their plan will be the same: minute run, 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 every now and then play action, throw as far as you can. I think that that's all I mean, they. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, Washington had 21
1: 3rd third-down opportunities on Monday night, <laughs> and they converted twelve of them. It's just mad. That's how you control the game of football, isn't it? I mean, they, they probably still should have lost with the. Um, <laughs> with the takeaways that they got from the Eagles, the AJ Brown one in particular was a great but unlucky play from the Eagles, kind of, for you. But, but yeah, that's the that's a, a recipe to beating the Eagles at the moment, isn't it? So I, I'm expecting that from the Colts. This is the Sky game as well, which is quite interesting.
0: Yeah, that did surprise me, but they're two very well supported teams, aren't they? With obviously the Eagles history forever, and then uh, Peyton Manning, obviously. There's probably a lot of European fans, I think, of both these two teams. So. Yeah, it made sense. I don't think the early slate's amazing either, so this is a chance. And I think Sky always like to pick one where they think there could be a bit of an upset.
1: Yeah. So I yeah. think
0: they probably thought Jonathan Taylor... We'll see. But, um, yeah, Washington had the ball for 40 minutes last week. So, I think if the Colts had the ball for 40 minutes, it's going to be a tough game. But I think the Eagles will, will bounce back and, uh, and probably win the game. Um, next game, then, this game might even be higher scoring. We've got the Bears at the Falcons. These two teams don't seem to want to play any sort of defense. Uh, Falcons are favored at home now by two and a half. It was three, but it's been backed down into two and a half. Um, and I guess I'll just start it off. I just think... Justin Fields is playing so well, especially on the ground. He had another 70-yard, or 63-yard, sorry, um, rushing TD from nowhere on a scramble last week, Um, and I just think that he is playing too well, Mariota is playing too poorly that I'm going to have to go with the Bears. So I took Bears plus two and a half. I'd love for three, because I do think it'll probably be a field goal game, but um, yeah, I'll take Bears two and a half. I do think they're, they're better, and I think for me... Maybe Lawrence is still more consistent, but I think the highs. If you said which QB is showing the highest highs, I do think it's Justin Fields now for me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I can't, I couldn't argue with that any anymore because it's just been amazing, hasn't it? The last kind of month or so, just the growth in him and yeah, yeah, just his ceiling now kind of looks above the rest at the moment. I listen to um, obviously you know I listen to the Athletic a lot and this week some. One of the guys said, you know, it's a win-win for the Bears because, obviously, they're still not a good team. So, they're no. still going to, you know, get high draft picks throughout. But you look like you've got something in Fields, which is a perfect scenario for them. Obviously, they want to be winning games, but it's more it seems more important right now this season that they're getting something out of Fields to build on for the future. So, yeah, it's been great. It's been great to see Fields. As far as this game goes, I'm going to go Falcons... And the spread. I just think the Bears are not winning too many games. The Falcons are so unpredictable. This game could be. I owe, I really hope that this game is kind of like a a shootout, which it kind of paper it seems like it's going to be, doesn't it? So well, the second of the week as well, by the way.
0: Is it second? Second, yeah, only behind the Chiefs Chargers. So uh, I think Vegas is expecting points to be disappointing now if there's not, because I think both teams will score, but I think both teams' defenses could still. But like, I love Justin Fields, but can still throw the odd pick six like it did last week, and Mario could definitely make an error. (laughs) So I think both teams' defences could score a touchdown in this sort of game. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, And what was it? Oh, yeah, the other thing I was going to mention, um, they've got their own pick, the Bears, and um, man after your own heart, obviously, you've got the Northwestern tackle. Is it Pierre Skoronsky, I think his name is? Yeah,
1: Skoronsky,
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, he's good. And then I can't remember the other. There's another tackle. I can't remember the other tackle's name, but he's going to go... Paris three. Johnson, maybe, from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Paris Johnson, Ohio State. So, for me, I don't know if they're going to go wide receiver or not after Claypool, but if they want to go uh, tackle, there's a few in this year's draft that are good, but they're not going to go top five. So,
1: Yeah, exactly. They're going to be perfectly poised for them, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Because they've won a couple of games, and I do think they'll win a couple more. I don't think they're going to be bottom three record. Uh, and We'll see what happens. Uh, next game, definitely a team with a bottom three record. Panthers at Ravens. Um, spread is Ravens minus 12.5. I actually did think it was going to be a bit bigger than that. Um, Baker Mayfield starting, apparently. I was told yesterday. I didn't know this till yesterday. Um, Baker Mayfield saying that Lamar Jackson's mum intimidates him before the game, which was very, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange interview because apparently she had a pop at him at the Heisman. Uh, award, and I just think, I don't, just don't know why you're bringing that up, but that's Baker Mayfield for you. He also was headbutting people with that helmet on last week, which <laughs> made the news. Um, for me, the offense has looked better without him. I still think he's probably better QB, but it has looked better without him. Um, DJ Moore's had a good, not last week, but good three or four weeks before that. So I still think they'll probably get yards. I don't know how many points they'll score, but I think they'll probably get yards, but um for me, Ravens always just seem to beat down on these bad teams. So I've just gone Ravens minus 12 and a half. I think Lamar Jackson's playing well on the ground. I'd like to see him throw the ball a bit better. He hasn't been very good for a few weeks. I know they're going to be missing their number one wide receiver for the rest of the season. But Andrew should be back. Isaiah likely looked good against the Saints. Um, and for some reason, he just seems to have an amazing connection with Devin Duvernay. Um, so I think there's enough there against a team this bad that I think the Ravens will win by two touchdowns. So I'll go Ravens minus 12 and a half.
1: You swayed me I was going to go Panthers to be honest but you've swayed me now on the pitch by saying that they do beat down <laughs> on these bad teams don't they so I'm going to have to join you I've got no doubt that the Ravens are going to win this game it's a nice game to come off the bye schedule for...
0: yeah I, I'm not checked the stats for this but they just feel like a team that smashed the, the bad teams and then when, they're, when they're a favourite by like four points against whoever the Giants for example they'll lose the game do you know what I mean that seems to be the close games they can lose but it seems to be they pick themselves up for either the teams that should beat them, um, like the Bills, when they played well against the Bills, or they pick themselves up when they're like 12 and a half points favourites. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Lamar might be able to get his MVP train back on the track. Um, next game then, this is never going to be the Sky game. The Commanders at the Texans. Uh, commanders are favoured by three and a half points. Um, Taylor Heineke is going to be the starting QB. Um, he's had such a week. So he's bought green... Don't know if you saw this, but he buys trainers if he beats a team. So he bought white and green trainers that were like two hundred dollars each, which I respect. Uh, he wore loads and loads of necklaces on the plane, loads of uh, drip as they call it. And Kirk Cousins' teammates were like, "That's our bit." Why are Washington copying us? And then he went on Pat McAfee's show um, with tobacco, putting tobacco in his gums whilst he was talking to them, and everyone was like loving him. So it's been the kind of Taylor Heineke week of appreciation. Um, so I'm definitely going to go Commanders minus three and a half. I think the Texans <laughs> aren't that bad. Um, I just, for some reason, I just believe, believe in him as the starting QB for this team. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's my view. What are your views on uh, on how he acted in that game against the Eagles? I know we spoke about it briefly, but um, a lot of people were slating him for the kneel and the celebration. But I just thought when you that sort of QB, I just think, I think it's fine to be like that. But a lot
1: Yeah, of to be honest with you, I don't understand the people not wanting... Um, professional athletes or or fans who are in the stadium to celebrate. Do you know what I mean? When you're beating a rival or you're winning any game, I mean he's not got a secure NFL future, so he wants to get wins on the board for his own career, doesn't he? It's a spot yeah. of where he's going. So I've no problem with that. It's good on him. What I would say is, on flipping over to Houston. Mate, they should have won that game last week against New York. They had a lot of chances yeah, coming down in the red zone. And then kind of was coughing it up, and the big interception. So I feel like the Texans have got a win
0: brewing. Davis Mills had hundred twenty yards last week. Personally.
1: He did, yeah. He played. He played okay at times, and they were looking pretty good. in the, the Nico Collins was kind of. I've had him in all my fancy drafts. I thought, you know what, he's going to be a little sleeper this year, but he's done absolutely nothing. But he came alive <laughs> a little bit last week. So it was. Yeah, Damien Pierce was doing kind of what he does again. So they are, I feel like they're getting close to a win. And I'm going, to, I'm going to go Houston this week in the spread. I'm not going to say that they're going to win. Obviously, it's a small spread. But I feel like they're getting closer. And last week's game was way closer than that eight-point game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, it's three and a half, isn't it? So they can lose by a field goal and you cover. Yeah, That's, exactly. the, that's the nice bit. And Ron Rivera's not against kicking a long-range field goal to try and win a game, is he? So I think... It's probably a fair shout. But yeah, Brandon Cooks played last week, didn't he? He'll play again this week. And you can see on third down that he makes a a big difference. Didn't have a massive day last week, but he had like, was it? Yeah, four catches. Two of them were on third down to convert. So pretty good for the Texans team. Um, And Mm -hmm. I just realised that tight end Jordan Aikens managed 72 yards, (laughs) which I just never thought you'd say Jordan Aikens and 72 yards (laughs) in the same sentence. But um, Davis Mills, getting it done. Uh, Yeah, that's probably one game I'm going to think, Red zone, there'll be carnage in that game, I think, won't there? There'll be a Taylor Heineke interception, and then he like runs the guy down and like assaults him. Davis Mills or like rush for forty yards or some crazy stuff. I think that'll be a red zone game, but I won't be watching that one in there uh, in full. I don't think. Um Next game, then one of your favourite rivalries in the NFL. We have got the Jets at the Pats. Uh, Pats are favoured by three and a half. This is quite funny because on the on the road, the Patriots were favoured by three. They beat them in that terrible game where both QBs were just awful. And now they're at home, and they're only favoured by an extra half point. So I do find that interesting that they haven't yanked this spread up to six. Um, what are your views on this one? Because I've gone back and forth. I've got a pick already in uh, in the sheet, but this is a weird game for me because that Wilson has been awful. Belichick exploits him. But I think Matt Jones has been just as bad. And if it wasn't for that dodgy roughing call, he would have thrown a pick six in that game. And I think the Jets maybe would have won it. So for me... Everyone goes on about Wilson, but I think Mac's been just as bad. Mac has been
1: just as bad, and somehow he's getting away with it. Maybe because of the little injury, and then they had Zappy in for a couple of games. I, I don't know, but he he, he is re- he is really getting away with it. Yeah. So, but I'm going Patriots in this game, mate, just because Zach Wilson seems even worse, and it's yeah, it scares me a little bit for the Jets, to be honest with you, because I'm not quite sure what they're gonna do. As regards to moving on in the future but i saw against the blitz he's basically worse the worst in the nfl in every single metric against yeah. the blitz so you know you know what bill's gonna do he's gonna figure out ways to make his life horrible so yeah yeah i'm gonna have to go to patriots mate i just don't trust wilson and the jets if he's gonna have if they can just can control the game they control the game on defense, don't they? If they can do that and make this a real low scoring game, then for sure
0: the Jets can win, but oh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna to have to go New England. <laughs> see, I went to New England last time with this during this game and felt great about it, but for some reason on the road, I've gone Jets. I've gone Jets plus three and a half. I could just see this being a field goal game, to be honest. I could still see the Patriots winning, but I just think it'll be a field goal game. And what you've got here, you've got New England are the third best defense by DVOA in the league, and the Jets are sixth. So these are two great defenses. It's the second lowest total of the week, 38 and a half. They're pretty low, but I still think I'd bet the under with these two QBs, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I would be very, very shocked if it went over, to be honest. Unless we had some real short fields caused yeah, by that. the defenses.
0: Yeah, it's a couple of pick sixes, yeah, or one pick six of special teams. You know, New England obviously famous for their special teams, stuff like that can change the game, but I think I think it'll probably be under. Um, yeah, I still lean Jets plus three and a half. I, I just, yeah, it's close. Sat uh, Wilson's probably going to let me down massively here, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll go with that defense. Source Garden has been one of the best corners, hasn't he, in the whole league. Quinn and Williams as well one of the best tackles, defensive tackles in the league, so I think that means a lot. But on the other side, I think Matt Judon's probably going to cause hell for uh, Zach Wilson. And I think that the stat that summed Wilson up the most to me, especially someone who loved him in college, he was known for, like... I didn't believe these comparisons were fair, but, you know, the Mahomesy sort of, like, plays where he rolls out. He has been the second-worst QB in the NFL, and it's 41 QBs that qualify, so this includes backups. He's been the second-worst in any play outside the pocket. So not just against the Blitz, but any play... He's been the second worst, and that's kind of what he's known for, isn't it? Rolling out and making fun things happen. But all he does is throw picks <laughs> and throw the ball out of bounds when he rolls out. And I just think, for me, if that—that's normally his best skill in college. If he can't do that in the NFL, I think it's a bit of a worry. But we'll see. I think the Jets' defense is great, isn't it? So maybe we'll see Aaron Rodgers lining up for this team next season. That's seems... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's gonna swap Lafleur brothers and go to the one who's the. Uh... Jets, Jets AC, but we'll see. But, um, we'll see. Um, next game then, this game looked pretty good about two months ago. Uh, unfortunately, not as much now. Uh, Rams at the Saints. Saints are favoured at home by three and a half. So you get the overfield goal. I was surprised that it was overfield goal. Um, Matt Stafford's probably going to play. Um, Cooper Cup is not definitely not going to play. He's gone on IR. Um, and for some reason, Andy Dalton is still going to be the QB for the New Orleans Saints. Um First of all, what's your thought on the spread? Because I did think it would be smaller than three and a half, to be honest. Because I know the Rams have been bad, but the Saints have not been any better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I would even say that the Saints have been worse overall. (laughs) So especially if you're going to get Matt Stafford back. So, yeah. I mean, this may you never think that in week 11, Saints-Rams is going to be an absolute stinking
0: game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially the both defences would be way better. I think that's almost more disappointing, you know, how bad how bad the defences of both these teams have been.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I think they're battling for worse performance of last week as well, because the Saints were absolutely torrid last week. Both run games I don't think mustered more than forty yards come wow. overall. So it's, yeah, it's a bad game. As far as this I'm gonna go with the Rams, I think, just because I don't like I couldn't pick a favoured team in this one, so I feel like just going for the underdog is uh, seems like a smart play Yeah,
0: uh, I'm with you Rams plus three and a half, I think uh, obviously someone could win by a touchdown, but for me, it just screams like a field goal game, it probably actually screams like a one point win, <laughs> you know, one of them awful games where it's like a safety or a, a missed extra point, I just think that these two teams are a lot closer than they, they probably should be, um, so yeah, I'm going to go Rams as well, I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to Obviously, they can't run the ball, but I'd, I'd say this week will be one of the only weeks you can start Alan Robinson and feel good about it in fantasy football because I know I've started Van Jefferson two leagues, uh, bigger leagues, because he has to throw it to someone, doesn't he? Because they can't run the ball, but uh, yeah, exactly. ball, yeah. I just don't know who they're going to throw it to, but uh, apart from Olave, who has been amazing this season. Um, I just don't see what the Saints are going to do on the other side, so yeah, I'll go Rams as well. Um, I saw yesterday that, which is blown my mind of Aaron Donald, they're the second worst team in the league. Um, for pass rush win rate <laughs> with Aaron Donald. So I think That's for me that just sums up the whole defense, amazing. doesn't it? Just years and years of letting good players leave just led to the, the Rams defense basically being like probably three players and then the rest, I think, are just all below average now, including probably Bobby Wagner. I think's probably below average yeah. at his age.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not the time to be talking about this but i don't know where the rams kind of go for the future i feel like you you do mortgage things for a rental super bowl and kind of if that's worth it that's fine if it takes you three more years to become competitive again you know we'll have to see won't we
0: yeah we could be seeing sean mcveigh replacing your mate or kirky boy on thursday nights we'll uh we'll see
1: yeah well that wouldn't be a shock would it
0: no, and it'd be quite no offense to any college football fans, but it'd be quite welcome for anyone who has to listen to Thursday night football because <laughs> uh, Kirk just seems surprised that um, anything. He's like, oh, I can't believe I'm in Lambert Field. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like come on. Like, he's so funny. Everything he says, he's like, oh, wow, Tyree Kill is so fast. And you're like, yes, he is. <laughs> We've been watching the NFL for like 10 years.
1: Well, um, yeah. Michael has just seen absolutely everything and gets excited by nothing.
0: Yeah, and Michaels uh, is done. I think he needs a bit of um, he needs a bit of Sean McVay to, to liven him up. We'll see. Um, last game then of the six pm slate. Um, actually, I don't think I've got the Bills on there on here. Is the Bills now six pm slate?
1: Yeah, still six pm. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, let me go find the line. But whilst we'll talk about this game first, uh, Lions at Giants. Um, Pretty interesting game, actually, with how well the Lions played in the second half last week. Giants are favoured at home, for once, <laughs> by three and a half points. So you get that hook. What are your thoughts on uh, on this spread? Are you going to go with the G-men or uh, Dan Campbell?
1: I'm not sure. They played well, the Lions, didn't they? I mean, 21 fourth quarter points last week to really kind of not 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 take away from the Justin Fields shine but you know winning the game still does matter doesn't it and the lions kind of they didn't get a lot of credit last week i felt for for winning that game so it's an interesting game because new york last week like i said a few minutes ago were not good they should have lost that game to houston and you know what i'm going to go detroit on the spread this week because i do think i feel like the giants kind of need a couple more wins to solidify themselves in the playoffs. There's certainly not a lock, I would say, even though they've had a great season so far. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, give me the Lions. I think this is going to be a real close game. And obviously the Lions are still playing incredibly hard, aren't they? And they do have better weapons
0: than Houston I yeah. take. So, yeah, give me the Lions. Yeah, I'm the same, same as you. I think Swift's back healthy now. Jamal Williams actually played really well. So, nice one-two punch at running back. Um am Ra St. Brown's back as well. Um tried to trade for him in every fantasy league and no one's uh <laughs> no one's given him up yet. And um yeah, they don't seem to miss Hopkinson too much in the in the past game. Um so yeah, I'm with you, I've gone lions. I think the Giants could win, but again, it could be by two points, it could be by a field goal. And I think they cover. Um I do think this could be quite relative high scoring as well. The Giants seem to only be involved in one score game, so it'd be surprised me if it was more than a one score game, but um I think both teams could probably put up points. Uh, Jared Goff auditioning for his future as a starting Giants quarterback (laughs) next (laughs) year.
1: Yeah, and the Giants' season really begins after this with four divisional games
0: in a row. If they win this week, don't you think they're in though? Yes, with eight wins, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I think this is a big game for them because if they lose, obviously with those divisional games, just say they go one and three in those, just puts the pressure on. And I know we said the Packers are done, but there's obviously like teams in the the West as well that maybe could string something together. We'll see. Um, last game then that I uh, forgot about because it was pulled off the, the betting odds till, till early. It was Browns at Bills. Uh, obviously, it's not actually at Bills. It's in Detroit, unfortunately, in the Dome. Um, the Thunder Snow has got the best of us. <laughs> the Bills are training inside actually today because the snow's hit a bit earlier than expected. Um, Bills are favoured by seven and a half. It was nine and a half at one point, which I do not understand why it's less now. Because it's inside. I feel like inside it should be more to the Bills. So under that kind of pretense, I have to go Bills minus 7.5. I think Josh Allen in the Dome is different. The Browns' defense is really bad, especially against the pass. So um, I just think personally, and QB runs as well, they're second worst in the league against running QBs. Josh Allen probably shouldn't run with his injury, but he will run because he's a maniac. Um, so I think for me, it's Bills minus 7.5. If it was in the snow, I would definitely bet the Browns. But unfortunately, the NFL robbed us of a snow game.
1: Yeah, I'm going for the Bills on on the spread, but I'm absolutely fuming that they've swapped this out. You happen to see Central Michigan highlights from the week. That was a complete snow game. I know it wasn't six feet of snow. It was just glorious. It's amazing. We only kind of get maybe one every few years of a proper snow game, don't we? I feel like we've been completely robbed. And now this game's just in Detroit and Buffalo are just going to win by... More than a touchdown. So it kind of makes it one of the least interesting of the slate. Because it's just weird, isn't it, when they do like a neutral site game. It's it's not right. So, yeah, give me the bills, but I'm absolutely furious over the snow.
0: Yeah, same. I've just seen... um... Loads of people, including Albert Brea, are putting uh, videos up of the thunder and the snow. because it's now actually happening. So it's thunder in the sky with snow coming down. It looks sick. I'm not saying you want to, to play in the thunder part. You have to wait for that to end. But, I, I, yeah, I think they should have played it. Obviously, I'm no expert, so I don't have a clue if it was physically possible to do it. But um, I think as fans, we all wanted to, to see it. Yeah, and on the neutral venue, I don't really know... How I know. I, so in terms of the way these two teams play, for me it does fit the Browns' uh, bills way more because they can throw the ball in a dome, and I think Josh Allen's probably going to have quite a big day. But in terms of like the overall feel, I don't know what what's the crowd going to look like. Are they going to sell tickets still to this game, or they're just going to have it completely empty? Because I don't. Bills fans obviously aren't going to be able to travel because Cleveland team couldn't get into Buffalo because of the snow so I can't imagine the Bill's fans are going to be able to leave so is this going to be like a oh, stadium like 30% full and it will be Brown's fans I'm not quite sure
1: yeah it's going to be strange isn't it I, I mean I'd imagine that they will be selling tickets to everybody so maybe, yeah it's going to be a real strange atmosphere I don't think that's going to have a bearing on the game but it's certainly have a bearing on the entertainment yeah. factor won't it
0: I don't think it's going to be a good game to sit and watch is it If you're if, you're, if, you're, if, you're a, if you are a especially if you're a Browns fan. because so I do think you're sat there probably thinking like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the snow. We could have beaten the Bills before Deshaun Watson comes back. But in a dome with like hardly any crowd, I just think it's going to be a bit of a bit of an odd game. But yeah, it's a shame. Hopefully we get a snow game at some point this year. Um, On to the 9pm games then. Uh, two of the most disappointing teams in the league, the AFC West's uh, best, according to some, in the off season. We have the Raiders at Broncos. Broncos are favoured by two and a half at home So not even the full three Which did surprise me There wasn't full three Um, But yeah, spoiler I've just gone straight in with Raiders plus two and a half Uh, Uh, Yeah, when you've got Russell So you've got two things this week We also didn't do a pod But one, Derek Carr was crying on the podium And he was definitely annoyed I don't know if you got this This is my opinion But I feel like he was definitely annoyed at his teammates Being like, I I like these coaches I love this franchise Because he has been there a long time and it felt to me like he felt other players didn't care. I don't know if you got that vibe as well.
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. You can tell he deeply, he deeply cares, especially about the coaches as well, which I found, found interesting. I mean, he's, he's been going there. I mean, it's nine years, I think, in yeah, the next yeah. draft. So yeah, from when he was been this, he has been there a long time and he perhaps sees this as, this could be it for him as well. I mean, he won't be stupid, will he? Do you know what I mean? He'll, hear all the talk around the league so yeah it was it was quite interesting it's a shame to see someone be <laughs> have to behave like that to be honest with you but, yeah, yeah it's,
0: and his um for anyone doesn't study this sort of stuff contract wise he's non-guaranteed deal next year so they can cut him and lose save all his contracts and there'll be no dead money so for me i think this is it for him because they'll trade him to someone and like the Colts or commanders would trade uh i don't know They'd trade some sort of pick, wouldn't they, for him, in my opinion? Yeah, of course they
1: would. Yeah, yeah, of course they would, just to get the the dibs on him so he doesn't go to kind of free agency. So, yeah, they would 100% trade Mm -hmm.
0: something. So, I think this is probably his... I think this is probably his last season, would be my guess. And on the other side, my other point was, he clearly cares. He's trying his best. And then there was... um, a Denver radio station. I don't know if you saw this, but they announced that allegedly, according to sideline reporters, Russell Wilson was using Seattle code words to check plays at a line of scrimmage, and all the receivers last week had no clue what the words meant because they were for the wrong team. So they had two false starts because of this and one delay of game because of this, and this radio station was killing him, and that just to me, I listened to it yesterday when I was doing the lines, and I just thought, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I cannot have a QB that's saying the wrong code words and his whole wide receiver room is looking at him waiting for a hand signal and he's just there snapping the ball and no one knows what route they're running Because <laughs> versus a QB that clearly cares about the team he plays for. So I'm going to go for Derek Carr and the Raiders and probably regret it.
1: Yeah, what shall I do? I will join you. You've given me an impassioned speech there. Uh, I did see the uh, audible thing from Russell Wilson That is... It's that's true. Hell, is
0: it? <laughs> that is true. How many, like, what's training camp now? Probably three months that started. Like, obviously, I'm not a QB, so I'm not saying I'd be able to do this, but if you don't know the checks after three months, what are you doing? So, yeah, Mr. Limited strikes again, boys and me.
1: Yeah, sadly, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Raiders there, but yeah, interesting game, really, because the loser of this game is going to get a lot of flack and. Yeah. Both first-year coaches. Mate, their necks are on the line, aren't they, right now?
0: Oh, yeah. If you had to put money on it, you wouldn't bet they're both going to be back next year, would you, even though the Josh McDaniels no are, that he's coming back.
1: Well, oh, I saw I saw that. I also saw that they maybe can't get rid of him because they're not very cash-rich and they can't afford the buyout or whatever. I'm not sure, mate, that either of these are coming back. I'm not bothered what any report says at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. It was they paid all Gruden staff off. And he bought a whole new staff with him. So I read that if they had to pay them all off to leave, it would be 16 members of staff. So it'd be they estimate that will be 41 coaches in the last three years that, Bronco, uh, that the Raiders would release and still be paying. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not. But I also read that the stadium deal made the owner quite rich again. I think he took some money out of it, but yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see. But yeah, for me, I think Hackett's probably definitely done. <laughs> and I think Josh McDaniels might be done. It'd be interesting if they lost this game and Josh McDaniels would get fired twice in Denver. Once by Denver, once by Denver. <laughs> That'd, that'd yeah. be a uh, classic. So you know the Broncos fans are going to be booing McDaniels the, the whole game. We'll see. Um, next game then, for me, probably oh, maybe the best of this, this sort of early and uh, late slate. Um, Cowboys at the Vikings. But Cowboys are favoured. On the road, madness by one and a half, and every podcast listened to all week has been like, Can't believe this! So, any Vikings fans who say that people don't believe in their team, Vegas doesn't even believe in them. So, I, I was shocked, mate, to see the Cowboys favored on the road.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that to be honest. You know, I don't really look into the spreads at all, so I, I just that just shocks me on the road as well. They were not good last week. I know they had the lead going into the fourth and should have seen the game out, but. On defence, they were not good. They got shredded on the ground against a team now coming up who are also very, very strong run game. So, ah, I don't know, that's weird to me. You've got to go Vikings straight off there, haven't you? But I think it's going to be a close, close game, but starting to believe a little bit more in the Vikings. The the more that you rack the wins up, what more can you say, really?
0: They're tied now for the one seed of you guys, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, eight and one. So obviously, you've got the tiebreaker on the moment, you, which is um, yeah, which actually means a lot more at the time when you won that game. You probably didn't, No one even thought about that as a possibility. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, week two, you're not it's, thinking, are you? But, yeah, it's such a big win now. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I've gone Vikings plus one and a half. I don't know if you, because you listen to similar podcasts to me, like the Athletic and stuff. But I don't know if you've heard a lot about it this week. But the amount of snaps that um, Mike Passer played at line, like, as in a true off-ball linebacker against the Packers was crazy. He hardly rushed the passer at all. I don't know if that's his injury, yeah, I or, or I know they were missing another linebacker, but he was also slightly injured, so maybe they didn't want to risk him in the pass rush. But basically, Packers or well, the. Uh, Cowboys, sorry, made him a run defender because they didn't let him rush the passer and it meant that they were just running at him all day and he is a very good player but he's not as good against the run as he is against the pass so for me, against a QB like Kirk Cousins, you just have to say to whoever, your other linebackers linebacker, look, you're playing linebacker, <laughs> Parsons is playing as an edge rusher the whole game and I'm just going to send him after Kirk because I think that's the way the Cowboys win is if they get pressure on Kirk yeah,
1: I mean, when you start taking your best players and stop them from doing what they're best at and try and fit them into something else, it's never going to end well, is it? No. So Yeah, also, I think this could be a good game. It's very... I mean, is it on Sky? It is, yeah, yeah, it is on Sky. And I just think the Cowboys actually need this game.
0: They're slipping.
1: Yeah. lose this, and I think the division is kind of gone for the Cowboys, especially if the Eagles win. So, yeah.
0: I would agree. It's a big game, big game, big game for probably Mike McCarthy as well. You know, he needs a good record this year. I think for Sean Payton. After turning
1: up last week in that Lambo, uh, <laughs> in the Lombardi coat, you know, that was just a joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. And then he, I, I would have gone for on fourth down as well. But then they go for on fourth down, and have that awful play call, and you're just there, and he stood there after wearing that coat all day, and I'm just like <laughs> McCarthy, you look like an absolute wally. He often does, unfortunately. Um, obviously we didn't do a pod last week probably should mention during this bit Um, A, what a crazy amazing game Vikings-Bills was, probably I still think Bills-Chiefs in the playoffs was better because the quality was better, but in terms of chaos, some of the worst QB sneaks you've ever seen, and then I don't know if it's the best catch I've ever seen I'm an Odell Beckham fan, so I'm not sure, but one of the best catches you've ever seen from Justin Jefferson. So how much did you enjoy watching that game last week?
1: Yeah, it was amazing, weren't it? I mean, the fourth quarter was just things that you just never expect that, were, <laughs> that would happen. So especially that quarterback sneak, you know, as an Eagles fan, I was like, come on, it's Jason Kelsey even said, didn't he? You're setting QB sneaks back like three decades or whatever, but yeah, it was yeah, it, it was a, it was an amazing game and fair play to the Vikings for, for coming out on top. But the Bills were shredding them in that overtime drive. I'm not quite sure why Allen forced that pass; he just didn't need to at all. I think they could have just ground and pounded into the end zone and won the game. But hey, they didn't, and uh, yeah, the Vikings came out with the win. But let's have more more of that this season somewhere. We just love the
0: chaos, really. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about him here because he's not playing this game. But Josh Allen's had some bad, maybe not games, but bad quarters. That's probably a better way to word it. Some, like for his standards, some bad ones. Uh, and yeah, going back to QB sneak. I just anyone who hasn't seen it, just watch. I like him, but just watch Kirk Cousins sneak, and he like flopped down like he was a dead body, and (laughs) didn't get any push whatsoever. And it's probably one of the worst QB sneaks I've ever seen. That
1: actually, uh, on the rare occasion, looked like they got like a fan to do a quarterback (laughs) sneak because his reaction when the ball is snapped was so slow. Also, it was like (laughs) then he just did nothing, and it
0: was like, oh my god, this is awful. I know they probably know what you're doing there, but. Come on, it's half a yard. Let's just get Dalvin Cook behind a fullback and just ram it in the end zone there. But it didn't matter in the end because they scored a touchdown, obviously from the from the other sneak <laughs> that went wrong. But um, yeah, crazy game. I actually think it won't be maybe as crazy, but I think Cowboys Vikings has a chance to be quite close to that game. Hopefully, uh, Justin Jefferson had he was out of practice on Wednesday. Hopefully he's fully healthy because. Um, yeah, He's been incredible this season, and uh, we'll see what CeeDee Lamb can do. But, um, yeah, Tony Pollard's definitely looked good on offense for the last couple of weeks. Um, last game for this slate then is Bengals at the Steelers. Uh, AFC North game's always pretty tight, and the spread is pretty close. It's Bengals minus three and a half on the road. Um, obviously, TJ Watts back always gets loads of sacks against the Bengals. Basically, single handedly won the game at the start of the season for the Steelers. Um, I think the Bengals have definitely improved since then, but no Jamar Chase. Um, maybe they run it a bit more with Mixon. Um, but for me, I think this will be a, a... I've gone Bengals minus three and a half. I do think they could win by a touchdown, but I definitely think this is going to be a sort of game where every quarter they're going back to it on red zone, or if you watch it live, I think it's still going to be back and forth, because I do think the Steelers' defence is going to be good enough to to keep it interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And flipping over to the Steelers' offence, I think that was about was good as it can look at the moment. Last week, you know, Pickett played mistake-free football. You know, he completed 18 of 30. But Najee Harris kind of popped up with a couple of big runs, and he had nearly 100. What he had, 99 yards. So that's just as about as good as they can get, isn't it, at the minute with Pickett at quarterback? So if you can get that kind of performance, then it'll be it'll be pretty close. Because obviously, we know the. Steelers' defense with Wise so much better, but yeah, you're gonna to have to give it the Bengals, mate. I think because I can't guarantee that Kenny Pickett can kind of go mistake free like that. He looked pretty good on the ground though, and he was kind of scrambling around. So yeah, I
0: think he scored a Russian TD again, didn't he?
1: Well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: did you say you're going Bengals as well?
1: Yeah, going back. I'm gonna to have to go Bengals, mate. Got to trust, trust the talent more, but yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Should be a fun game there. The atmosphere will be good. These two fan bases don't like each other. So, the, the actual... I know that one of the games could be a disaster, but it might be chaos disaster, Raiders Broncos. I actually think that late slate's one of the best three games we've had in a while, just because you know that Hackett, Russ, McDaniels, Raiders defense, one of them's just going to make some awful play, aren't you? So, I think that the late slate's pretty good, to be fair. Um, on prime primetime, then. This was flexed in. They actually swapped the Bengals Steelers out. Um, Chiefs at the Chargers. The Spread's gone up and down yesterday. It's five, it's gone up and down all the time. Uh, Chiefs are now favored on the road by six and a half. Um, not sure who's going to play actually from both wide receiver rooms. And um, McCall Hardman's gone on IR, Juju Smith used to send the concussion protocol. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both practice, but then they were both limited yesterday after not being limited the day before. So I, I don't really know if that's trending badly or not. But... Um, they risked J.C. Jackson earlier in the year, and then he got injured again in that game. So for me, I think this is it for Staley. This is like a kitchen sink game. Uh, If they lose this, I think they're three and a half games back in the division, four games maybe. Yeah, three and a half, so it's done. So I think they'll probably both play. I don't know if the Chiefs guys will play, um, but the Chargers defense is also banged up. So I think this looked like a great game six weeks ago, but I still think it'll be fun. Two great quarterbacks, but there's definitely injuries that are going to make a difference to this one.
1: Yeah, that was the first thing I was going to say is what a shame that this game has kind of boiled down to that because at the start of the season, you kind of you know, like neutral fans as well kind of pencil this in for a late slate or a Sunday night football thinking this could be pivotal in the AFC but kind of doesn't feel, certainly is for the Chargers because obviously they're out on the outside of the playoffs looking in but I just think the Chiefs win this game I, the, the OC is getting a lot of flack for the Chargers, isn't he? Because he's not kind of freeing up Herbert to do what he does best. And their run game also, Austin Eckler's playing so weird. I feel like he's got no chance on on, on the ground and he's, he's kind of not getting... Um, I know he caught seven catches last week, but none of them really kind of went anywhere. They're just a bit of an extension of the running game, so... Kind of shame to see maybe like a wasted season from the Chargers when you can only have so many as a coach, can't you? I mean, Justin Herbert's yeah. been on a long career, but Brandon Staley may not as the Chargers head coach. So, yeah, uh, it's a, a, a shame
0: money, I, money, it? as well. I spent yeah, a lot, of
1: money. yeah, a lot. So, I'm gonna have to go, yeah, Chiefs on the spread. It's just it just feels inevitable to me though such a shame, but
0: yeah. So yeah, I've gone Chiefs as well. No surprise. Um, if it was seven and a half, I actually would have gone Chargers, like I did with the Titans um, the other day, over the over the touchdown. But I think under a touchdown is. It, it, Andy's a very conservative coach, so if the spread's like nine, and Chiefs are up by ten, he's not going to care. He's like, as long as we win by a touchdown, he'll just roll the game out as it is. But when it is only six and a half, you know that he's just they're going to make sure they've got a touchdown lead if they win if they try and win the game. So um, yeah, I lean Chiefs. Chargers always play Chiefs really tight. Um, Mike Williams averages like 145 yards a game against the Mahomes Chiefs. So if Mike Williams plays, I think we could see a high-scoring game. But I think a lot of it will depend on the day. If you get Keenan Allen you get Mike Williams and you don't get Juju, then I think the spread will probably go down to four and a half, five. But if you don't get either of those and then Juju's cleared from concussion Sunday morning, then the Chiefs will probably be favoured by more than six and a half. So for me, I think I'll go Chiefs. Kadarius, Tony, really good last week. I know you're a fan of him as well, so I think McCall Harmon being out, I think we could see Kadarius Tony have another big game this week. Yeah, that'd be a
1: lot of fun. He he, he looked great, didn't he, last week at
0: t- Flashes, so yeah. yeah he, didn't, he didn't play that much either, it was like 24 snaps, and Sky Moore had 20, and Justin Watson who's um, <laughs> basically a uh, kind of special teamer all his career, he had 54 snaps because of the injuries of receiver. so I'd imagine Tony will get some of them, and it's in a dome isn't it, with uh, being in LA, so um, we could see some passes from both teams. I, it's against my team, so I don't want to really see this, but it'd be nice to see one of them games where Herbert flings it around everywhere in the dome, but maybe you could wait a couple of weeks rather than do it <laughs> at 1am. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, last game of the week then is actually in Mexico, so 49ers at the Cardinals. Um, even though it's a neutral site, 49ers are favoured by 7.5. Maybe that makes it bigger. If it was in Arizona, maybe it'd be less, but they are favoured by 7.5. This was nine points, but then... Um, People are obviously betting the Cardinals a lot. Um, Colt McCoy got injured, apparently, last week, but him and Kyler both practised on Thursday. I think we'll see Kyler, but maybe less running. Um, some people think we'll see McCoy, uh, but at least McCoy can see over the line of scrimmage. Um, so I'm not sure how much it means, really. So I have gone 49ers, minus 7.5. I could see the cards covering, but I just have to go with that talent level and just think that as the weeks go, Kyle Shanahan gets the this group of players in in his meeting room and training more often, I think that their offense will get better and better, so yeah, I'll go 49ers minus 7.5, but I think this game could be chaos, um, especially with Mexico because it's 2,000 was it feet higher than Mile High in Denver, it's like the highest stadium in yeah. America, south and north so um, yeah, I'll go 49ers, but I'm not confident, I could see anything happening in this game
1: yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals just because it's a big, um, just a big spread. But I, I certainly think the 49ers can um, kind of blow them away with the run game. Run game, you would think, maybe think is quite important given the uh, altitude. But yeah, I just don't trust Moria's um, mm-hmm. to win this game. But as far as covering, it feels like a big spread, and maybe they can backdoor it or something. But yeah, just Hopkins looked uh, great again last week, but uh, he's looked incredible, actually, since he's come yeah.
0: back to this He didn't practice yesterday, though, with a hamstring injury as well. Mm, that's not good, is it? But... but they've got Brown and Robbie Anderson back this week, Marquise yeah. Brown. So, they've got all their weapons, maybe, if Hopkins plays. So, theoretically, this should be the best they look, but we'll see, mm. so we'll see if that, that happens. Would you be more or less confident if they turned around and said, oh, Hopkins is playing, but so is Col- Col- McCoy, or would you prefer... Kyler Murray and as, as a as a QB? Because he's not been great the last couple of weeks when he's played.
1: He's not, no. I don't know. You'd have to stick with Kyler, I guess, wouldn't you? <laughs> but he's he's not great at all, is he?
0: No, true. Have you watched any hard knocks yet? I have not, no. Is it good? I've heard... I've only seen half an hour of the first one. I've heard that it's good. But I think if you don't like Kyler Murray, it's not going to help you like him. Because apparently he moans at a lot of people. But... Apparently, Cliff comes across really good, but I don't know if that's them trying (laughs) trying to keep him as head coach or not. But, um, yeah, everyone said it's good, but then they say, Oh, if you watch this, you're gonna love the Cardinals, you're gonna love Cliff. And I'm like, I don't know if I watch this if I am gonna love Cliff, but I might, I'll I'll sit down and watch it. But yeah, um, I think Hopkins and Murray had a massive row, um, and uh, yeah, similar to the Cliff Kyler row that we all saw on Red Zone that day, it was very similar to that, and uh. Kyla looked a bit like a spoiled brat, and Hopkins looked like the one that you like, kind of think that was correct in the arguments. I think a lot of people think Kyla looks bratty, but we'll see. They might edit what they show now because kyler has got a lot of stick after two episodes. I think.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: See, so, um, cool. That's it for for week eleven preview. Um, our differences are then only three, um, <laughs> and they all involve all four teams, which I found hilarious. So <laughs> I've gone Bears plus two and a half. You've gone Falcons minus two and a half. I've gone Commanders minus three and a half. You've gone Texans. Plus three and a half. I've got Jets plus three and a half. You've got Pats minus three and a half. I guess Pats and Jets are playoff teams at the moment, which is nuts. But um, yeah, three bad games that we see differently. So it should be fun. And they're all small spreads. So it should be a, a fun week. Um, we should be back on Monday to talk about it and review all the action. Um, remember to go follow us at, at go for two pod. Um, go follow Patrick at mugs NFL. And we will speak to you soon. Enjoy the weekend.
1: Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, everyone.